Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's NHL trade deadline day on Oilers Now. Brought to you by Paul Davis Restoration Edmonton, the difference makers. With in depth discussion and analysis, here's Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you again in NHL Trade Deadline Day coverage brought to you by Paul Davis Restoration. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Uh, multiple sources. Frank Saravelli, Daily Faceoff, Bob McKenzie, TSN, reporting that the Edmonton Oilers have acquired Brett Kulak. We knew that early around 1040 Edmonton time. Uh, and the trade uh, involves a second round pick in William Lagason. Puckpedia's Hart Levine has. Uh, suggested that some of this has to do with the cap space in terms of taking the contract back. Uh, Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor for the ninth consecutive season, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Nothing official yet from either the Canadians or the Edmonton Oilers organization. There's several other deals to get to, but we're going to get to Reed Wilkins, who, of course, uh, hosts Oilers pre- and post-game and has his own show for the last, uh, geez, it's got to be seven or eight years now, Inside Sports. Hi, Reed. How you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, good. Give me your thoughts. Uh, by the way, th- this is how things have, the Canadians have announced the Arturi Lekkonen trade uh, to Colorado. So Colorado gets Lekkonen for defensive prospect Justin Barron in a second-round pick. They've still not announced the Kulak trade. Uh, the Red Wings, by the way, today uh, have moved Oscar Sundquist, a second-round pick, and Jake Wallman just now for Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski. Uh, but we still do not have full confirmation from either the Oilers or the Canadians on this trade, but I, I can confirm uh, because uh, I've spoken to the agent. Brett Kulak is coming to Edmonton. We know that. We're not going to dis, uh, you know, anything that's put up by Bob McKenzie or Frank Cerevelli. So give me your thoughts on the deal. What do you think? A second-round pick in Lagasin for Brett Kulak. What do you think? Okay, well, first of all, in terms of acquiring Kulak, I, I like getting this player in terms of the role that he's going to play on the Oilers. I, I, and I know you mentioned it. He'll play ahead of Chris Russell, who I think everybody has a lot of respect for, and you know what you're going to get. But, you know, he's at the tail end of his career, and obviously he's he's injured often. So I, I think Kulak is going to steady that that third pairing. Uh, he's playing just under 18 minutes a game this season, so he can probably play more than a, a typical third pairing defenseman, or at least how third pairing defensemen have often been de- deployed on the Oilers, and maybe that takes a little bit of ice time and a little bit off Duncan Keith's plate uh, as you go along. So I like the addition of Kulak. Um, you know, for people who are into the advanced stats, his Corsi is just below 50% on a team that isn't very good. I, I, I He doesn't maybe have the the physical def- dimension that I would have preferred. Maybe I mean he has what is he at sixty five hits 
for 64 hits for the season, which puts him eighth on the Oilers, including behind Kyler Yamamoto. And he has 48 blocked shots. And every other Oilers defenseman who plays regularly um, has more. That puts him seventh on the Oilers in terms of blocked shots. So I would have liked if there was a little more in those stats, but but I do think he's going to help. And I do think he's going to help the defensive depth. William Lagason. And you kind of mentioned it, Bob. A lot of respect for what he's done. I mean, he was drafted way back in 2014. And don't forget, he was he played a year in North America. Uh, well, actually, a couple of years in North America. Went back over to Sweden, came back to the Bakersfield Condors. Sort of took the long road. I, I still wouldn't call him an NHL regular, but he's played half the Oilers games this season. And uh, I think he has improved. I, I don't think there's a lot there in terms of, of puck skills, but I thought he did an okay job defending and blocking shots and stuff like that. But at this point, uh, you look on the left side, he's clearly not someone the Oilers are going to be invested in like they are with Broberg or Niemalainen, who are who are on their way up. I was surprised it's a second rounder, to be honest with you, Bob. And then you touched on it. And Mac T's talked about it on my show that the one trade that Ken Holland probably regrets is the the second rounders for double A a couple of years ago. And yes, I I heard what you were saying. You know, maybe the pandemic factored into that and and the trajectory of that player. But I think even at that time. Did not work out. Yeah, I I think even at the even at the time, we were a little worried about the second rounders. So that yeah. that's where I'm at with with the second round. Like, man, oh man! Like, if Kulak isn't resigned, and and you've given up a second rounder, and can you resign him if you're going to have Nurse and Keith next year, and you want Broberg on the team? So to me, that's the risky part of this deal is that you've given up yet another second round draft pick for a player who. I mean, look, I know I know people want to be optimistic and hope the Oilers win a round or two, but if it's uh, if it's 20 games here and a, and a loss in the first round to Los Angeles or something and you get Kulak for 25 or 26 games and then he's gone and you gave up a second rounder, to me that's the risk in this deal, Bob. 100%. And, and there is there, – there's here's the thing. Fans don't want to hear it a day like today while Edmonton added Evander Kane during the season. Yeah, but this isn't a trade deadline. No, it was a free – it was a free ad. We still have a small percentage of the fans that are, uh, you know, not happy that the Oilers gave Evander Kane the opportunity. The guy's been a terrific addition, changed the complexion of their top six. Um, we'll see what else happens, Reid. We got about 49 minutes here. Yeah. It's interesting. Elliot Friedman is reporting Johan Larson to Washington. That has been a player that uh, Darcy McLeod, A.K. Woodguy, and myself have discussed over the last two years as a guy who's an underrated bottom six player. He's coming off a sports hernia injury. They might park him for a while, uh, as Johan Larson would theoretically go from Arizona to uh, the Washington Capitals. Reed Wilkins joining us right now. Reed, tell me this. What deal has caught your eye the most so far? Well, I, I will answer that. I, I just want to throw in a couple other Oilers-related things here. I and, I and you can jump in if you want on this one. So Kulak's a left shot. And we we know that you need a lot of defense, and I'm just wondering who is like who's fourth on the Oilers depth chart for for a right shot? Do you know? Uh, they don't have one. Yeah, like if especially if something happened to Cody. Cease. Well, Rob Brown brought that up after the game. I mean, he's and I actually thought Josh Brown might be a guy, um, might be a guy that ends up you know uh, being in the mix and Boston ended up getting Josh Brown, you know. It's like if if you're if you're into physicality and bite, guys like Jacob Middleton and Josh Brown would have been up your alley. If you yeah. like puck movement, Brett Kulak's up your alley. 
But read, all questions are fair on the right side. Does Edmonton need to add another D here, a right side D at some point? I mean, could you could you bring in Mark Pesic just for security? Potentially. Just wondering. I, don't know, how much I mean, I don't know if that's still out there, but you know, hopefully you wouldn't have to give up a lot for him there. So that that's still a question I, I, I have about the team going Kul- forward. Reed Kulak and, and Pesic are very to me very similar players. They're not overly physical. They're both capable. Uh, and again, Kulak was looking to get a significant extension, a four-year deal in the range of about two million bucks, two to two point five million with the uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. Here, Pezik is not at that stratosphere. Well, Montreal no. retaining fifty percent on the Lekkonen deal. Uh, we are still. Uh, by the way, uh, the Canadians got Justin Barron from Colorado in that deal for Lekin, and he was ranked the number one prospect in the Avalanche organization. I mean, they've had they've hit the home run with a couple fourth overall picks, so it'll be intriguing to see what happens here. Uh, and that's, see, and that's the thing I want to read the next forty five minutes. Uh, well, I, I want to touch on that too, Bobby. When you asked me about trades that are kind of standing out to me, I, I will comment on the one that just happened, since it also involves the team the Oilers are playing tonight. I. As I've seen Lekin and play over the last couple of years, and certainly saw him play more in the uh, All Canadian Division last year, and then obviously the Canadians went to the Stanley Cup final. And when I've seen him play this year, I like him a lot. Like he is always around the play. He seems to be always around the puck and and in in the front of the net and hacking away at puck. So I think that's a good addition for the Colorado Avalanche. I, I think other things that have stood out for me over the last couple of days. I mean, certainly Giordano. Uh, being traded and that he goes to a, a, a Canadian team. That was significant. Uh, I know you've brought up Nick Paul a lot in the past, so seeing him go to Tampa Bay... I can't Bay, figure out like, what the hell Ottawa's doing. Well, they could have got... I, I think you said it earlier. I mean, they could have got Hamannick. When was he on waivers? Like, they could have got him for nothing. And then they then they make the trade. So that's <laughs> that is an interesting one there. So, yeah, and I guess even going back a few days, because it, it was happening... Did it, happen, did it happen after the game or during our game on Saturday that Giroux got traded? So yeah, it's interesting. It, like Watching those two teams in Florida kind of kind of add here. As we, like It's interesting. Well, Tampa I mean, Bay's it, added two good pieces. They've added two-thirds of a third line by getting Hagel and by getting uh, uh, Nick Paul. That's two-thirds of a third line. Reed, I got Marc-Antoine Godin coming up from Montreal. What time does the face-off show start tonight? 6.05, Bob. I'm looking forward to being on with you again. I apologize if I cut you off there once, okay? No, no worries. All right. It is uh, 12.15 in Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout. Uh, you're listening to NHL Trade Deadline Day coverage for Paul Davis Restoration on Oilers Now for Digitex. And we'll be back with a Montreal perspective on what the Oilers are getting with Brett Kulak with Mark Antan and Twan Godin. You're listening to a special Oilers Now NHL Trade Deadline Edition. Brought to you by Paul Davis Restoration. Now, here's Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It's 1219 in Edmonton. Looks like Andrew Cogliano. Uh, is going to be headed to the Colorado Avalanche as well. So they get Lekkonen and they get Cogliano here in the last couple of minutes. NHL trade deadline is 41 minutes away. We still technically do not have full confirmation uh, from either the Montreal Canadiens organization or from the Edmonton Oilers on 
The trade that's going to bring Brett Kulak to the Edmonton Oilers for uh, what Bob McKenzie and Frank Cervelli are both reporting, a second-round draft choice in William Lagason. At this time, we're pleased to welcome back to the show a man who's covered the Canadians uh, for the last uh, several years. He's with The Athletic, Marc-Antoine Godin. Mark, how you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Long right. time no talk. That's true. It's been a while. Yeah, I like. Well, you only got show. two. You only got two calls on Kulak in the last seven days. So there you go. <laughs> uh, tell, so uh, I can tell you, and we don't have, we don't know whether or not Montreal's retained any money in this trade. Neither right. organization has confirmed the trade. Uh, the insiders, like Sarah Valley and McKenzie, have broken the trade. Um, how is this? I, I'm going to tell you right now. There's lots of criticism here that Edmonton gave up a second for Kulak, sure. uh, and and that they gave up Lagason. Now Lagason uh, could be a Group Six free agent if he doesn't play 18 more games, 18 of the final 20 games. Tell our listeners first of all, how is this deal going to get perceived in Montreal? I think it's going to be very well perceived because Brett Kulak, although he's been a very uh, dependable and, and good player for the Canadians. Uh, I mean, they were in a situation uh, where they maximized what they could get considering the, the market for defensemen right now that went crazy over the last week or so. Uh, I think that they the Canadians really got the maximum they could for Kulak. I think that there was a certain threshold under which they would not have moved him. They would have kept him, finished the season in Montreal, maybe consider re-signing him to, uh, to a longer-term deal because obviously he's a UFA at season's end. But when you get into second-round pick territory, I mean, they, they, this was maximized value for Kulak, so it's a good piece of business for Montreal. Uh, how's he played? He's been very good, actually. He's been, uh, you know, he, he's what a lot of players have, have had... Uh, a positive bump following Marty St. Louis, uh, you know, coming behind the bench, and and same can be said for Kulak. Uh, he's a notoriously streaky player. Uh, he's a guy who uh, who can go into confidence lulls over time, and I think that's the the main grief that former management, namely Mark Bergevin, had against him. But he's been a lot more consistent this year, and especially, uh, I mean, in the last couple of months, he's been very dependable. He's played more PK this year uh, than he had in the past. Actually, he had never been used in the, uh, on the special teams uh, with Montreal in the past, but he played quite a bit of PK this year. Uh, mo very mobile skater. Uh, I, I always thought that you look at him, and it seems as though there's more offense to him than what it translates. Uh, I don't know. It's a matter just of decision-making when he carries the puck, but it, there seems to be a little bit more offense than what we've seen statistically speaking. But he's a guy who can easily slot as a as a as a number five defenseman on the team, and occasionally help as a number four. Um. Tell me this, uh, with Kulak, uh, Jerry Johansson's his agent. Uh, yeah. You mentioned they were discussing discussing deals. Um, what kind of – now, I heard four-year term north of two. Is that what you were hearing? Well, I th what I heard is that there, that there, there was no there was no talk yet that, that, that had started. But, I mean, the okay. guy, he's, he's on the verge of becoming a UFA, of course, and at his age, he was not looking – I think he was in a position to ask for more than a one or two year contract. I think he was in the, he's in the driver's seat to have 
an interesting deal. At the same time, he's not necessarily a proven commodity that that can earn him a, a, a big ticket salary. But is a sort of player where, because of his health, his age, and the fact that he's somewhat um, uh, versatile, I mean, you you can trade, you can lower the AAV and and get more years in order to attract a player like this. All right. Uh, you, you said he played as mostly as a number five defenseman. How much did he play in the top four, and did he ever slide over and play the right side, Mark? Yeah, so he, he's played actually quite a bit on the on, in the top four this season because of all the injuries that the Canadians got. So he played, I would say, more than more than half of this season, either paired with uh, Jeff Petrie or with David Savard. So he played mainly on the left. Uh, I asked him about playing on the right side because lately, the last couple of games, he played on the right side. He used to play on the right side every now and then in the past, but he never seemed really comfortable. But okay. he's, he, he but he said that. The, when I asked him about it earlier this week, uh, that uh, he he thought that he was getting more comfortable at that, and he, he had no issue uh, playing uh, in on his offside. So I think that he's definitely more suited for the left side, though. But he can, you know, he, he can help if need be. But I don't think that he's a, he would be a staple on the right side. No. Okay. Uh, were you a little surprised? Uh, Kent Hughes is now the general manager. He was yeah. with Cortex, and the Oilers do have a. A second-round pick by the name of Raphael Lavoie, uh, who was represented by Cortex. Did you think mm-hmm. that it was possible that he might be part of the deal? No. No, I, I think that you know Cortex has a lot of clients. If you, if we start going that down that, that road, route. Canadians would that, that route. They, they would they would start uh, inquiring about a lot of players. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think you, you you're familiar with the Oilers prospects a lot more than I am. But I I feel as though his uh, uh, his stock is 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 going down for for like what I, I don't think I have not heard his name at all, and okay. I think that. I think it was more a question of them looking for either picks or prospects on the blue line, and that's something that they were able to get when they moved uh, Lekin into Colorado. And your thoughts on the return getting Justin Barron, who was the top-ranked uh, Colorado Avalanche prospect, according to the Hockey News. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, honestly, I mean, a month ago, just getting Barron without the pick, just Barron for Lekin, and I think would have been uh, quite a coup. But now you add a second round pick on uh, on top of that, it, it's another great piece of business from uh, from Jeff Gorton and and can't use. Honestly, I'm impressed at why those guys are, are are being able to do. Mark, we love having you on the show. It was good talking uh, this morning. Thank you for joining me on Oilers Now. Hey, my pleasure, Bob. Take care. Take care. That is Mark Antoine Godin, twelve twenty six in Edmonton. We were just. Hedging our bets a little. That's what we're doing. Uh, again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Mark Spector is coming up at 1235. We do have a game tonight, the Edmonton Oilers and the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And at this time, we're actually going to go into Brendan for about one minute. The Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seams to services and embroidery. Uh, get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. And Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers had these comments find, following the victory on Saturday. 6-3, scoring four goals in the third period. Dreisaitl on sweeping the homestand.
Well, I think we're just playing very connected hockey right now. Uh, I think everyone, um, you know, knows their role. Everyone knows the system. Everyone knows the way that we want to play and, and the way that we can be successful and, and we can, you know, truly beat any team. Um, we're getting healthy, which which helps a lot. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think everyone's just kind of in their spots now and, and, you know, hopefully we can stay healthy for uh, for the stretch run here. Elliot Friedman reporting just on Jake DeBrus that the trade request has not been rescinded. They're worried, though, about his qualifying offer in the next contract uh, has been erased. Uh, we'll see where that goes. The Winnipeg Jets are up to something. Uh, you could see Andrew Kopp. I mentioned that I uh, bumped into Kurt Overhart. He represents Andrew Kopp. The Jets just picked up Zach Sanford from Ottawa. That's a $2 million cap hit. They were already over the cap. So I wonder if Andrew Kopp's going to be in play here in the next half hour. We are 32 minutes away from technically the deadline, but because there's trade cues, the trades often take place all the way to 130, But at this time, we'll go off to a global news weather traffic update and come back with Mart Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse race in Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.